Welcome, everybody, to the All for the Ring podcast. This is the week 14, or should we call it round one playoff podcast. As always, we got Eric on the line. Playoff bound, Eric. Ah, playoff bound, Eric. Exactly. All right, so let's get right into it. Week 13 recap. What a week. The week began on Thanksgiving Day with a slate of three games starting at 12.30. First up was Lions versus Bears, which was surprisingly fun and ended in yet another Lions loss. Then it was Bills Cowboys as Dem Boys got knocked around by Josh Allen and his actually legit Buffalo squad. And then the nightcap was the Saints' revenge, which while two weeks ago the Falcons put up 26 points in their win, the Saints mat- matched that with 26-18 victory and the NFC South crown. A decent slate of games for Turkey Day overall. Sunday saw the Bengals secure the bag for the first time all year as they dropped the Jets. The Titans continued their success with another W over the Colts and a buck fifty from Derrick Henry. The Eagles continued their downward spiral with a loss to the Dolphins, and the Packers made easy work of the Giants, as expected, with a noise four-touchdown outing for A.A. Ron. The Steelers got their revenge as they faced the Browns and took them down. The Redskins put up 29 straight after the Panthers posted 14 early in Carolina, and that was good enough for the win. The Bucks slapped the Jets around in Jacksonville. Lamar and his Ravens eked out a W on a game-winning kick from Justin Tucker over the 49ers. The Rams won by 27 over the Cardinals. The Chargers lost yet another close one, this one this time to the Broncos, 23-20, and the Chiefs destroyed the Raiders to the tune of 40-9. In the Sunday night game, the Patriots' offense couldn't get it going, and the defense wasn't much better as Deshaun and his Texans dropped New England. And in the finale, the Seahawks won it in a barn burner, 37-30 over the Minnesota Vikings. All right, so that was the uh, that was the that was the recap for the week. Key games that I, I noticed, of course, I watched the uh, watched the Patriots uh, lose to the Texans. Uh, the score definitely made it seem like it was closer than it was because it was just a lot of garbage time. And although it did seem it could have could have almost got, actually, I was to paint the picture. I was out at a at a bar with my buddy uh, Brian, who's a Bills fan, but he was he, he was happy to go out to a bar with me, bar with me and get away from the family. And uh, so we went out and watched uh, watch the game at a bar and then we were leave it we left a little early because you know it was seemed like it was pretty much in the bag but i was listening on the radio and there and i heard like oh onside kick oh, like like something and so we pulled over i put it on my phone and we watched and watched the onside kick not make it but it was very close it could have could have been a possible crazy turnaround but what did you think of the game uh the pats game yeah um i, I thought it was all right I, I don't have great feelings about the patriots moving forward um their defense it's kind of been exposed the last, uh, I'd say, two or three out of the last four weeks. So, yeah, not not feeling great. And the offense is just an absolute disaster. So, yeah, yeah. And I guess Sanu is still on the on the injury report, but I'm not sure if uh, hopefully he'll be you know a little better. But they they don't seem to be having that connection. He doesn't really have that connection with anybody but Edelman, and and that's uh, pretty obvious to anyone in the league. So, tough uh, tough yeah. so far. And you know, obviously there's still ten. You know. 10 and two or whatever it is. So, you know, we can only be so upset about it, obviously, but it's definitely something to be, uh, and they were nine and five last year and going into the, going into week 16. So it's again, there, it could be a lot worse, but it doesn't look great. And hopefully the, I mean, they got a huge game coming up. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little later, but, uh, I also, uh, I didn't watch much of it, but I watched a little bit of the, uh, of the, uh, Ravens versus Niners with, uh, Lamar making it eight straight uh, with a hard one over the Niners. It was raining, so it's a little, little bit, a uh, little bit more equalized that way. But I saw a video online going around that was uh, uh, him going to pretty much every player and apologizing for not playing well, or maybe it was a turnover. I'm not sure exactly what this uh, situation was. And every single guy was like, "No, nah, man, you got it." Uh, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of rallying around him. So it was. Uh, I mean, he's just, I, I got, I can't, you can't say enough about Lamar Jackson. He's got accountability. He's elusive. He's got style. He's, he's great. He's just a great player. Yeah, he is. 
Yeah, excited to see where he goes. And I, I would not be surprised if in, you know, uh, many years from now, you know, any anybody who's like a teen or, or, or you know, around that age, they're going to become Ravens fans all around the country because uh, it's all about who's who's the most uh, exciting team. That's why my buddy uh, Brian is a Bills fan still somehow. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty wild. But uh, any other games jump out at you? No, I actually didn't get a chance to watch a lot of football this weekend. Uh, I mean, aside from Thanksgiving, caught a little bit. Right. But after that, uh, watched, you know, the majority of the Pats game. But, um, yeah, I had a lot of family shit going on, so I couldn't really watch much football. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's let's bring in our special guest. Let's uh, do a little, little early special guest. And our special guest of the week, Steve Almonte. Head games. It's you and me, baby. Head games. And I can't take it anymore. Head games. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. That's right. Play yeah, absolutely. The playoff bound, Steve Almonte. So let's get right down to it before we, before we before we go any further. Is there strategy involved in not playing a kicker and not playing other players before that in the week <laughs> the week before I kind of get because there was a lot of guys on the on a bye. But this past week, what was that about? There is strategy. So I, I don't know if you looked at the standings. So I was heading into the last week. Yeah, couldn't catch second or first, so the bye was basically out of it. So it was basically positioning at that point and so i didn't want to play uh alabama slammer and i didn't want to play eric so i figured win or lose it would be george kittles or draft dodger at that point so you wanted to play either ben or brian you wanted to play brian brian has been pretty hot recently he has been but if you look at his matchups this week he's got some tough matchups so all right okay yeah the, the standings the rankings the projections don't work in my favor but that's what I wanted, so we'll ride or die with it. There it is. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, so let's, but, uh, uh, I have a kicker now. I've got a kicker. I've got a defense. I've got a full lineup. So Wow. You've got what everyone else has had for every single game the entire year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's, uh, let's just jump into uh, some football discussion, and then we can go right into the news and cues. So uh, are the Bills legit is the question I posed to both of you guys. Uh, legit? No, not legit. I would say if the Patriots lose this weekend, it'll make their head-to-head matchup down the stretch interesting. But I think the Pats still hold all the tiebreakers, so I don't think they'll take the division. I think it's just a, a matter of their week schedule that they're playing. Mm. But I, I put them at one in the yeah. in the playoffs. I think yeah, I think they've had statistically the weakest schedule. Um, I think Ian brought that up a few weeks back too. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think they are legit. Their defense is good. Um, right on the teetering of like good and great. And their offense is getting the job done. So I don't know. I, I think they are legit. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We got, we got either side of the side of the argument. The, uh, the big game, of course, that, uh, well, they have a huge game this week against the Ravens, which could make a lot of us Bills fans temporarily, if they could possibly pull off pull off the the victory, because that brings home field advantage back into the into the picture, but uh, that'll be a, that'll be an uphill battle for them. But the the other big game to uh, to circle is Week 16, as uh, Steve alluded to, against the Patriots. That's going to be on a Saturday at 4:30, the 21st. So, uh, if anybody's buying tickets to like weird musicals or anything like that uh, that you don't know about, just make sure to mention <laughs> just mention to them that Saturday is is also a no go for the 21st. So. <laughs> I, I will tell Tiff. Yeah, yeah. If somebody else could tell Tiff, that'd be be that'd be for the best. So I don't have to. So that that'd be pretty good. So, but uh, 
Yeah, so that'll be a huge game. Uh, and then uh, other other football news: uh, Riverboat Ron out at the in Carolina. Uh, anybody? You guys think think any other teams should uh, should snatch him up for the head coaching position? Not right now. We have to see who else gets dropped first. I know mm-hmm. your hot take a few weeks ago was that a lot of people are going down, and yeah. nobody has yet. So maybe once one of those guys. He will end up somewhere. Yeah, he's a good coach. Know, I mean, you know, he brought them, he got them to the Super Bowl when they'd never been, or well, they had been once. But uh, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's I, I think he's a, a fine coach. But yeah, I, I could see why they dropped him. They want to refresh. But yeah, as you mentioned, the uh, the current record for those three coaches that I said should or would be fired, uh, they're eight and four. They all lost last week. So before that, they were six and one. So, or no, that's not right. Seven and one. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, well. Yeah, what do you think, Steve? Do you think the uh, that uh, Ron Rivera is any good, and, and should anybody anybody else pick him up? Uh, I think he's good. I think somebody will come after him. I think Garrett's going to be gone soon, and I'd fire Matt Patricia if it were me. So mm. I think there's going to be some openings for him. I don't know how many more 30-year-old offensive-minded guys you can bring into the league. They've kind of shown that they're one and done. So yeah, I think bringing in Rivera with this experience, I think somebody will give him a chance. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then uh, a personal, on a personal note for a football discussion, uh, Sweet Sweet Gabe has left my company as of uh, yesterday, Wednesday the 4th. He's going to a Chinese biotech company in Cambridge, and I wish him all the best, but I will miss his, uh, his anti-Tom uh, Brady rants and anti-Sony. And also, actually, before he left, he, he said that he hates uh, Mohamed Sanu as well. So <laughs> <laughs> he's not a big fan of any of the te- any of the players. He's just a, just he's just a Belichick guy, yeah, it sounds like. Just Belichick. Like what it is. Uh, anyway. Wow. All right, moving on to news and cues. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on in your brain right now? Up first, the first person to submit was none other than none other than Steve Almonte, and he said, "What do you do when a two-year-old starts to become unbearable?" Asking for a friend. Ooh, man. I don't have any experience from, with this, of course, but yeah, from experience, it's tough, man. It doesn't get any easier. Um, Everett is going through that phase right now, where he's just whining about everything. Emmy went through it too. Um, you just got to wait it out, man. Beer helps too. <laughs> mm. All right, I'll take that into consideration. Yeah, it, yeah we, it's bedtime. It, it she just melts down and kicks and screams and doesn't want to go and won't yeah. do anything but scream at the top of her lungs. And she's learned that if she kicks the headboard now, it'll wake oh. Benny up. And so, oh, she's going to go run oh, in. Oh, that's diabolical at that point. Yeah, yeah. She's smarter than she leads on. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying, I'm not sure that I'm looking forward to that phase, but. It comes for us all. If we have yeah, hopefully it'll told. go quick. Otherwise, she's great, but it's just bedtime comes. You tell her it's bedtime, and a whole another person comes out. <laughs> all right. Uh, next, uh, next uh, news and cues is uh, news. Uh, it's from Benny, and he says uh, seven day work week engage, and then uh, for the American flag. Uh, I believe. Uh, well, what he had, what he's told me about it is that he's got a big project for uh, for work, which is of course the Air Force. And uh, and it's a he called it a career maker. So uh, best of luck to to Benny. Uh, hopefully that uh, that uh, makes his career and, and onward and awesome. upward. Yeah. So yeah, good luck, Benny. Yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so then the next one is switching gears to college football. Uh, this is from Josh. Who should make the top four playoffs? A lot of discussion with many teams uh, with the same record. Uh, and who should make the cut and who shouldn't? The current top four is Ohio State at number one, LSU, Clemson, and Georgia. 
you guys big college football guys? I watch uh, LSU. I, I mm. love watching them, so I, I catch their games whenever it's on, and they're they're fire right now. Yeah, they wrecked uh, Texas Tech over the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't but, I don't watch too much of it, but I'd say Oklahoma's got a good chance to get in. You got Georgia and LSU playing coming up, so right, they might knock each other out. Or I imagine they would. In. Which I mean, that's all the more reason put six or eight teams in that. Right. Yeah, I know you had mentioned that. You, you submitted that a while ago, yeah. You end up knocking out two teams that are more than qualified to be in there at the end of it. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's uh, kind of silly to just have four, especially when three of the, or two of them are from the SEC. But, you know, what can you do? But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you guys. I, I don't watch a lot. I, I watch whatever the sort of the big games are on on Saturday if I have time. But I, I watched uh, a good deal of the uh, Alabama uh, shit who they play. Uh, who was it over the weekend? Alabama. Alabama lost. Anyway, it's always good to see Alabama lose. It's a nice time. Hey, oh, yeah, oh, they, Alabama, lost the, Auburn. they, they missed yeah. the field goal. That's what yeah. it was. Auburn. And that lady fell into the bushes and couldn't get out, which was very funny to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so then Chris, I think I see that clip every year. Yeah. There's always somebody. <laughs> Somebody's fallen in there and just gone. They'll probably just stay there for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah. And so Chris says, do people actually like turkey or is it just the side dishes for Thanksgiving? Oh, I love turkey. I also love turkey. Turkey sandwiches the day after, put stuff in, uh, cranberry sauce, mac and cheese on a, a nice Italian roll. Mm. Oh, you can't beat that. Gravy right over the top of the whole thing. You're a white meat or dark Delicious. meat guy? White meat, definitely. Mm. Really? Hmm. See, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big turkey guy. If I am going turkey, it's dark meat. But I'm with Chris. I'm there for the sides. <laughs> the sides yeah, really, really, yeah. There's usually about a dozen of them, so. You got a pretty yeah. good uh, assortment. Yeah, you're bound to find something that you're really loving. So, yeah. uh, a good Thanksgiving to you guys. Do you have the whole the whole gang in town? Uh, either one of you? Yeah, we had um, most of the cousins. We all went to my aunt and uncle's house. All the kids were healthy going into the day. They both came out sick, but <laughs> going in at least no ER visits this year, which was great. So we got to enjoy it. How about you guys? Yeah, yeah for me, okay. we oh, we do. Um, thanksgiving with my in-laws on thanksgiving on the thursday and then uh, a couple years ago we started doing thanksgiving on friday with my family so we're not you know splitting the day half and half lunch, uh, dinner somewhere dessert somewhere else and toting the kids all over the place so it seems to work out pretty well nice yeah and you yeah. start you started thanksgiving off with the with a rousing win for the chargers there so yeah i went to my brother's football game and and they crushed it Started the game hot, and and Josh Josh likes to um, squib kick really hard up the middle, <laughs> and or on or onside kick after they score. And holy shit, that that works in high school football, man. Because the percentage of recovering an onside kick or just absolutely drilling the kid in the front line with the ball, <laughs> it, it it works. And you can put up, he put up like twenty one points in the first quarter. Just score onside kick score squib kick off some squid in the front and score again um yeah it's fucking awesome yeah i'd imagine some guys their eyes would be lighting up when they get a chance to blow somebody up not even go after the ball exactly yeah it's like water boy a kicker's just looking for his bitch in the front row and just (laughs) nails it um yeah it was fun to watch and the the best the best player on their team is a sophomore too so they got a couple more years Ah, nice hopefully winning some games yeah for sure yeah, we went to Miles' house. I uh, had a lovely time. It was, uh, I think it was just about nine adults. So not a huge, not a huge uh, um, event, but it was a really, 
really nice. And uh, uh, Miles did some magic tricks with the with the kids where they it's that thing where there's the door to the side and you have the blanket and then you you make it look like the kids run, uh, disappear so they run off to the side. <laughs> they were I, I will say the first time they did it they did it really well and then uh, every other time they kind of gave away the game. But yeah, I I, I appreciated it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I, I and as far as turkey goes, I like a, I like a mix, a little bit of dark, a little bit of light, and then uh, and then a, a, yeah, whatever side dishes there are. I didn't have we didn't have mac and cheese this year. Actually, mac and cheese hasn't been a hasn't been a, t- a staple for the Allard family. But I think we should start bringing it in a lot more often because I I would kill for some mac and cheese always. But uh, moving on, the uh, Miles says uh, Miles asks what's oh no I'm sorry no nope. Steve De Silva says the funniest thing your kid or kids have done. Ooh. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're at that I mean, stage yet for funny things. They do. Uh, it's not really funny stuff that they're doing at this point. Alessandra has learned how to use Alexa. <laughs> and so she holds the button down and she'll go, play Baby Shark, play Baby Shark. But we only have one account, so I listen to it at work and she'll kick me off like every 15 oh, yeah. minutes. <laughs> It'll say, oh, another person activated the account. You can't listen anymore. It'll be all day at work. It'll just pop up. You're kicked off. You're kicked off. You're kicked off. So she kind of she's figured that one. She actually bought a family membership. Uh, close the door, Eric. Ago. But uh, we got it back to the single membership. Ah, uh, yeah. That's what she likes to do now all day. I think the funniest thing that Quincy's done so far. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't know humor very well yet. But we. Uh, well, I guess either when she took a dump in the bathtub and she was laughing about that, <laughs> or there's Classic. A, or there's, there's a fa- one of my favorite videos of all time of her so far uh, is I she she does like a little growl at me and then I growl back at her and we just keep going back and forth growling and then she like kind of fa- she's holding herself up on like a little wooden block thing and then she falls and then as she's getting up she does this really big growl and it's uh it's very cute and. Uh, I very much enjoy. It's one of my favorites, but yeah, she's starting to uh, starting to walk a little bit. She's got a got a cart. got a little. We got her a little uh, cart for for blocks. So now she's doing a little of that. So I have a cute video of her walking around a little bit with that. And I think she's she actually stood up just for like three seconds on her own the other day. So was, I got to figure we're not terribly far from a little little run around tiny child because I guess Tiff walked early, but I don't know if that's a hereditary thing or not. But anyway, that's uh that's pretty oh, good. That's quick. They, uh, they yeah. get up, walk couple steps and then they're sprinting around the house That's yeah crazy. yeah which has its pros and cons i'm sure but uh... yeah 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 you don't have to carry him everywhere but he's gonna run after him and catch him before mm. they get into stuff so uh miles asks oh wait actually what's, what, what what about you eric what's your what's your funniest thing um yeah i'd say something along the lines of like what steve does and they're not like really funny witty yet but they uh every night when it's time for tub time they both get completely naked and jump around and and they call it the bum bum dance and they pretty much just jump around slapping their own bums, which is pretty hilarious. Is that where my kid find it from? Because Alexander does this thing where it's like, oh, shake your bum, shake your bum. And she'll like, yeah. put her hands up on the wall like you're twerking. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a pretty funny thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, all right, so Miles says, uh, what's the best thing you bought this year? Bought? I I actually just bought cabinets for our kitchen oh. last weekend. I don't know if it's the best thing, but because I've got to put them together and install them. But mm. we bought them last week, so we'll be doing a kitchen remodel at some point. Nice, Eric. 
Yeah. Um, g- g- give me a minute. Come back to me on that. I think the best thing that I've bought this year is probably a tie between the iPhone, because I really love having an iPhone now. It's pretty awesome. Instead of the Android. Android was fine. We could do, do a little bit more. There was some possibility. I can't say yes or no, but maybe I could have pirated stuff a little easier if I were to be interested in that, which I'm obviously not uh, for legal reasons. And uh, and then uh, wireless headphones. So I have uh, I have like the, which for my old phone, but they still work with a new with a new phone, the uh, Samsung Galaxy Buds that are they're essentially like Air, Air, AirPods, but not as obvious. And those things are awesome because yep. you, you just, there's no wires, there's no anything. They charge really easily. And, and I use them all day, every day. It's, that's pretty great. Yeah, I'm still using the wired headphones. I haven't converted yet. They're expensive. They are expensive. They're yeah, a couple hundred bucks. And then uh, Eric, you got one? You figure one out? He's no, no, no. A head statement right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, yeah, I don't buy a lot of stuff. I don't. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't buy a lot of stuff for myself. It's mostly for my kids. But I did get them this awesome outdoor swing for their birthday. Oh yeah. And um, and it's like this huge saucer, and it. I mean, most of you guys have probably seen it at this point, but they love that thing, and it's also fun for me. So, yeah, I'd probably go with that. Nice. So uh, Ian's got a question for us. He just booked a vacation on the Cape for a week. Any suggestions for things to do with two kids? I imagine Cecily would be a little under one at that point. And uh, James, go to the beach. Yeah. I would say just go to the beach. It's it's like self babysitting. They can play in the sand, and it's. Uh, I mean, when we go to Block Island, we just go to the beach every day, and the kids have a blast. At the end of the day, they're exhausted. They go to mm. bed at like six thirty, and then you got the rest of the night to chill. So I'd say go to the beach. Yeah, yeah I second that. I don't go to the Cape that much, but when we go to Florida, it's beach days all the time. So yeah. absolutely the beach. Yeah, I'd say the beach and uh, and get some ice cream. Cape is always a good spot for for getting some ice cream. Just some whatever place. But yeah, I, I don't really have much because I don't have a lot of experience with uh, one kid, much less two kids. So. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my question is, uh, who is a celebrity that you would most want to meet and or you would have like the kind of level of celebrity or the person that you would see and you would like kind of stutter or, or like stammer in your words because you're, you're so psyched to see them or meet them? I've I'd, I'd probably say Tom Brady. I met him in 2004, but this was before he was the goat. Right. Um, so I would say if I met him again now. Um, yeah, that I it would definitely be Tom Brady. So I'm stumbling over my words right now. Yeah, yeah, just thinking about him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd probably go Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, somebody over there. Sure. sure. Golf pro would be cool. Mm. No one really famous outside of sports. No presidents or anything like that. So I'd go Jack Nicholas. Yeah, I probably would be. Yeah, I think I would. I would have. I would be kind of at a lost word if I if I met uh, Barack Obama. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool guy. Seemed like a cool guy. If I could shoot a basket with him, that'd be that'd be the, that'd be that'd be the tits. But uh, I can't really think of any, anybody else right now. But if I think of anything later on, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know. So uh, Brian uh, says that he missed the the first game on Thanksgiving because his girlfriend's family wanted to watch the Westminster Dog Show, and he has a and then and then it was an emoji of a uh, dead uh, dead eye guy and uh, one of the and, and the gun to its head, but it's a green gun because it's uh, because Apple doesn't doesn't have real guns on there anymore. Uh, and in case anyone was wondering, the winner of the Westminster Dog Show was a fox terrier, a wire wire version, and its name apparently is King Arthur Van Folleny Home, which is fucking stupid. And there are like, the, every single one of them has a dumbass name. I've been looking through this. They've been there have been uh, 
Uh, they've been doing it since, looks like, I didn't write that down. They were doing it since 19, 1907. And in case anyone was wondering, the Wire Fox Terrier actually is the breed that has won the most of all of the Westminster Dog Shows at 15 times. The next highest being a Scottish Terrier, having won eight times. And Pugs have won just one time ever in the Best in Show. So that's, uh, I, don't, I don't know anything. This seems like a, like a stupid thing because if, if Pugs should probably win more than that. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah. I would say, Brian, man, you got to step in at that point and be like, guys, come on, it's Thanksgiving, got to watch some football here. Um, Plus, that was or, the best game of the day, too. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I feel bad for you, man. What can you do? That's tough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah I watched them all. We, uh, we watched them in standard death, though. Ooh. Yeah, aunts and uncles, they got to they gotta buy HD. They haven't bought it to <laughs> HD yet? <laughs> no, I, I don't know if they didn't know how to put it in HD or not, but it was standard death. You couldn't tell who was out there. It was just blurry. Damn. So it might have, it might have been a dog show. I don't really know what was happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, well, there you go. And then uh, the last one was Eric. Was it was of TBD? So I don't know if you have anything you want to throw out now, or if you want to just uh, go ahead and move on. Yeah, it's it's not really a question, but it's more uh, what I got going on right now. This weekend, we got uh, a night away Saturday night. It's my company Christmas party. They do it every year. Mm. Um, it's at the Biltmore this year, which is where it was last year as well. So they, they pay for our, a lot of stuff. It's pretty much just like a, a all-inclusive wedding, uh, open bar. It's a masquerade ball this year. So it should be fun. Um, looking forward to a night away for sure. Nice. Show. nice. What about you, Steve? Any, yeah. any fun weekend plans for you? Uh, we've got a progressive dinner in the neighborhood. So you, what you do is you go to one neighbor's house, you have drinks there. You go to the next house, you have appetizers. You go to the next house, ah. you have drinks. And dinner, then drinks, then dessert. Oh, that sounds nice. So we'll be dropping the kids off at my parents Saturday afternoon, and we'll be doing that. Have Saturday you done that night. before? What? No, I've never done it. Oh. We met our neighbors what, uh, um, a couple months ago. So. Oh, okay. What course, what course are you guys hosting? We have drinks. So if you guys nice. have any holiday drinks, we've got to do like one special drink. Oh, in past yeah, years, I've house. I've made my own um, uh, Bailey's. I can send you the recipe. It's really simple to make. You just mix it up. But but it's uh, it's been a quite a hit, and people have really liked it, and it's delicious. I have to find the recipe, right. but I'll send it. I'll send it your yeah. way. It's it's, it's yes, damn it good. Over. I don't do mixed drinks, so it would be beer in a glass if it was up to me. So. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. yeah. Send me the recipe. I will. I will. Yeah. Nice. Are, are, are your are all of your neighbors around a similar age, or is it kind of be going to be all, all over the map? Um, it's mixed. There's a lot of older couples, but there's probably about ten that have moved in recently that are maybe five years older than us. They're kind of late thirties, mm-hmm. with kids that are a little older, but they're still young enough to want to go out and have some fun. So we have fun with them. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a good mix. Every year, a couple of people move out, and a few more our age are moving in, so it's just time to turn over. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yep. All right, well, I think we are at uh, are at the back end of our time, unless you want to uh, stick around a little longer, but there's not. we don't have any more news or cues left. Uh, I've got a, a, I don't know if it's a question or a comment. Okay. Maybe Terry Jones is listening out there, but I, know, I don't know if you guys are listening to WEI, but they're saying Brady might be leaving this year, retiring going out west to San Diego. If I was Jerry Jones, you've got Prescott, who's an unrestricted free agent. I'd go sign up Tom Brady two years, bring him down to Dallas with that offensive line, 
great running back, great receivers. Mm. Bring in Ron Rivera or another experienced coach down there. You, you'd be a Super Bowl contender right there the wow. next few years. Hey, that's know, you bring in, if you think bring in Josh McDaniels. Yeah, bring McDaniels down there. Yeah, the uh, you the, get yeah. out of retirement, trade for him. I didn't know that the I didn't know about the Dak thing him being a free agent next year because otherwise I mean he's a he is a hell of a quarterback so it might be a tough sell for the for the Cowboy faithful but if you can get if you can get uh, Brady for a song hey I mean go yeah, for it I mean, now if you look at who they've lost to they've lost to all playoff teams that's true year. yeah Jerry Jones isn't the kind of guy that wants to wait around so I think he might be tempted if Brady goes out there yeah, they'd yeah. be Super Bowl contenders right from week one. Yeah, and the true, NFC, true. and the NFC East is just hot garbage everywhere everywhere you look. So I mean, yeah, yeah, good point, good point. We'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to weigh in with our uh, our resident cowboy fans, Benny and Josh, and see what they have to say about it. Yeah, I um I think they'll they'll turn on Brady and start rooting for him pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> hey Steve, Steve, I got one more for you before you go. All right. So um, I saw in the news last night that Lifespan is currently battling a thirty-five million dollar. Uh, deficit um and being the director of finance what does that say for uh, your role moving forward uh well let's see i'm on monster.com right now <laughs> <laughs> this section is brought to you by monster and zip recruiter there's the sponsor yeah <laughs> um to me I, I don't think it means too much i think most likely they might let people go and give me the work so it might not be a bad idea if i did leave but I think of, I think we'll stick it out. We'll turn it around. We've got some people coming in, and hopefully they'll be able to give us some good advice on what to do. But it's just a tough industry, so sure, small margins easily gets disrupted. So I think I think we'll figure it out. If not, okay, right. go get your care in Boston. <laughs> There you go. Nice. All right. Well, all the best to Lifespan, and all the less, all the best to your family. And we'll uh, we'll be we'll be watching the game uh, this weekend, watching the watching those scores as you as you face uh, Brian. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, but hopefully I pull it out. I think I averaged like a sixth place finish every year, just middle of the road. So hmm. it's about time. Maybe this is back. your year. Maybe, maybe I th- I've got a high floor. Yeah, very low ceiling. So <laughs> yeah, people go over like one ten. And I've got a chance. There it is. That's the number to watch out for. 110, and we'll, he'll be in That's there. That's right. That's right. You, I'll be somewhere you, around 100 to 110. You want to tell Brian you're coming for that ass? <laughs> no, no. I will leave the ass. I'm not pick the ass. I'm just here for a W. Coming for that ass. I don't know if you saw change the team name. So it's, uh, it's back to my tight end. It's flexed. Yes, awesome. right. Yeah, the the throwback. Bring, bring, bring it out of retirement. See if it helps me. It has, it's never helped you before, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> nope. Nope. But it's overdue. That's what I'm going to go with. There you go. All right, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Awesome. All right. Take it easy, man. All right. Bye, guys. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, thanks to Steve Almonte for joining us uh, for as long as he did. What a, 
Uh, and, and best of luck to Lifespan. Best of luck to IGT too. So let's let's do a little shout out to everybody, all the all the companies that are figuring it out in uh, in the in the state. Uh, so let's look at our uh, our Final Fantasy scores. I'm just going to start saying Final Fantasy scores now because why not? That seems like the next thing. Uh, Miles secured the top spot with the win over Eric. Uh, ben took down Almonte. Uh, Chris saved himself from from embarrassment by beating Steve De Silva. Ian was our top scoring dog, beating Josh by 54. And I pulled away late to drop uh, Brian into the third seed. Really, Brian has a uh, uh, James White to thank pretty much for that because he, he had a monster game, but a monster with an asterisk because it really wasn't garbage time. But you were one, I was wondering why they weren't doing a lot more of those quick screenplays earlier in the game. Maybe they weren't working out, but just seemed like a missed opportunity. But obviously, if a team's already up, they're going to be playing a little bit more sagging defense. So, you know, that would Yeah, I feel, like all, I feel like all season they haven't really been getting James White into it. I don't know if it's like a load management thing where they're trying to save him for the rest of the year in the playoffs, but... right. I don't know. He, he's he's one of those guys that's really really good out of the backfield, and they haven't been giving him the touches. And I remember earlier in the season too, they were they were tr- trying to throw the ball a little bit more to Sony because he's not much of a you know catch and run kind of guy. But if you open right. that up a little bit more, suddenly you have either option, and and people aren't just like, oh okay, Sony's in, they're going to run the ball, or oh okay, James White's in, they're going to pass the ball. But they seem kind right. of fallen back into that. But anyway, our playoff seating update for uh, for fantasy playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Is uh, We have two games to watch for round one of the playoffs, and that would be uh, with the rest of us on a bye. So number four, Ian versus number five, Eric. And number three, Brian versus number six, Almonte. And Miles and Ben, of course, are the one and two seed, and they have a, they have a bye, which means that uh, actually, fun, fun fact, if Ian and Almonte win, uh, if you lose, Eric, which, you know, Hopefully not, but who knows? Uh, if Ian and Almonte win, that means we'd be guaranteed to have a new first-time champion. So that'd be an exciting thing. But obviously, you and Brian are going to be hunting for that second ring. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so that brings us to our uh, playoff power rankings. I'm just going to do the playoff <laughs> power. <laughs> excellent. Excellent input there. Uh, that brings us to yeah, our sorry. yeah our playoff power rankings. I'm just going to do the top top six because everybody else is on a buy. Whatever. I. I have written these out already, so I, you will hear them this week. I, I did write out a bunch last week, but I just didn't have time. So, uh, and, and that's because of a lot of other bullshit. But, uh, all right, here, here are the power rankings. The playoff power rankings for round one. Coming in at number one, it's... Miles, 94 points in a win over Eric and the number one seed. And, of course, the bye for week 14. Miles' fate was in his very own hands, and he ev- and eventually his guys delivered. In a very unlikely turn of events, the player that brought Miles that first round bye was a damn Dolphins receiver. Devontae Parker putting him 34.4 points. There was definitely some luck involved, too, as Tyler Lockett for his team registered a goose egg in- on Monday night. But Miles' other Seahawk, Chris Carson, had 109 yards and a score for 17.4 points. Miles left quite a few points on his bench, 24 from Alshon Jeffrey, and 15 from Mike Williams, but thankfully for him, Eric's team was the third worst scorer in the league. And now Miles gets to rest easy as the number one seed with a bye for week 14. I've said it for a while, but what an incredible turnaround for old Miles from not winning a single game last year to the number one seed at 10-3 and three and a bye to start the playoffs. Miles could have a rematch with Eric in a couple of weeks, or really next week even, so Eric may have his revenge sooner than later, but we'll see how it all shakes out. As Ferris Bueller once said, life comes at you quick. In spot number two, it's... 
Ben at 88 points and a win over Almonte, the number two seed, and of course, a bye for week 14 as well. Both of our top seeds did not have their best showing by any stretch, but they didn't need it against their opponents. Benny especially didn't need it as, as Almonte voluntarily didn't start a kicker. That's not to say it wasn't close, and it was far too close as Ben's team did not bring the primo stuff. Dak had 26, Cooper Cup had 15, and Cooper had 12.5. Other than that, it was pedestrian numbers across the board. Ben left Geis on the bench and had tw- who had 27 points, so that was a missed opportunity that could have stung more, but that's all in the past now. Now it's time for mild celebration and relaxation for old Benster, sitting on a well-earned bye as the rest of the, t- the playoff fellas duke it out. A mighty fine place to be. Coming at number three, it's... Ian at 147 points and a win over Josh, the top-scoring guy. The number four seed playing Eric coming off of a balling out week. A hell of a showing for old Ian, and if Miles or Ben had fallen, that could have been meant to buy for him. But it was not meant to be. Still, it never hurts to get a great game in to end out the regular season. Ian has Rodgers to thank first at 37 points, and Rod Woods at... 24 next and his workhouse Derek Henry at a tight 22. Derek Henry's had a fantastic run for Ian's squad more in recent weeks with 23, 34, 30 and 22 in the last five weeks. The rest of the gang was solid with the only low point being Chicago's defense. Ian faces Eric in round one and it's going to be a very tight one that that I'm sure we're all looking forward to. The Alabama Slammer has his first chip squarely in his sights and I wouldn't sleep on him going ahead and making that happen. At number four, it's Brian, 109 points and a loss to yours truly. Number three seed, but he's in the action for week 14, facing Almonte. Could have been a bye, but he could not beat me and Lamar. Tough break for Brian because even though Lamar didn't register his typical 40, essentially the rest of my roster was double digits and more. For Brian, he didn't have a breakout player, including just 14 from Breeze and only 13 from McCaffrey, his lowest total since week two. Cortland Sutton had 21 on his bench, but it wouldn't have made a difference even if he'd started him anyway. Brian faces Almonte in round one with, of course, everything on the line. Early projections have Brian with an advantage, but then again, they had him with an advantage against me, and we all know how that turned out. Still, Brian is one of only two former ring holders left playing, so we cannot count him out, and his team is perhaps the strongest of the league, in my opinion, so anyone playing him is likely to have a tough go. Psyched to see how round one shakes out for sure. At number five, it's... Eric, 89 points and a loss to Miles. He is the number five seed. He needed a lot of help to get to that first round by, but the first step was winning, and he didn't do that. Only two players in double digits for, for Eric, Hustle Wilson and Julian Edelman, and that's a concern. But on the bright side, such an outcome is kind of an outlier for, for Eric, so he can probably expect to get better results in round one. Hustle Wilson will be playing the Rams in L.A., so that's a good sign. Eric's defense will be playing Cincinnati, also a good sign. And A.A. Ron Jones is up against the Redskins, so it would be safe to assume that his overall numbers will be higher. But he is no fluke opponent, and as mentioned previously, this one is predicted to be a toss-up with razor-thin margins, so nothing is for certain. Eric is the other former champion, along with Brian still in the mix, and champions do find a way to win. It's in their blood. Plenty of storylines to follow for this season, and Eric's clawing his way back to the top is a big one to follow. But it could be a short story if Ian pulls it out, one forgotten quickly in the history of our league. So let's fucking go. At number six, it's... Almonte, 77 points and a loss to Ben with no kicker. Number six seed for Almonte. It looks like he was going for that one. So he coasted the last two weeks, probably because he knew, knew he didn't need the win. Either way, it was a sort of a strange choice as he faces Brian now in round one with no easy matchup. 
but we haven't seen Steve at his full strength in, since week 11, so there are some unknowns. Steve's returned to his classic team name, perhaps for good luck, but then again, he's never won a championship with that team name, so perhaps returning to an old one isn't the best move? But who are we to second-guess old Al Monte? There are certainly some concerns for him anyway, as his team had no breakout players overall in week 13, but he's in the dance, and when you get the dancing going, you never know where you're going to end up dancing to. He also changed his team photo to a picture of Justin Bieber, so where Al Monte's going with this team is anybody's guess. But I like the chaos approach, and for Brian to lose to a guy with the, with the Biebs as his avatar would be mentally devastating. Mind games on a thousand. So let's see how it goes. All right, that's our playoff power rankings, and now our White Claw Player of the Week. Yeah, Luke uh, did me a huge favor and took over the White Claw Player of the Week stats this week. Uh, so the starter, it's A-A-Ron Rogers. He had 37 points. I don't have the stats for him, but... Uh, 21 for 33 uh, for 243 yards and four touchdowns. Nice. Plus he nice. Up- he, he's been hotter. Yeah, he's been hotter cold this year, but uh, I think he's picking it back up when he needs it. Yeah, absolutely. And, it was, I mean, against the Giants, it's uh, kind of easy pickings, but they beat them 31 to 13. But, you know, they, uh, they, they've got they got some work to do as well, the, the, the Packers anyway. But, anyway, we'll go on with the non-starter. Yeah, non-starter is it's is it Darius Geis? Yeah, I think I guess so. That's how you say it for yeah. the Redskins. 129 yards, two touchdowns, 28 points on Luke's bench, or sorry, on Ben's bench. Yep. But luckily for Ben, he didn't need those points. Um, but if Almonte had started a kicker, it could have been a disaster for Ben. So yeah. uh, you never know. Yep. And then free agent Mitch Trubisky. Not really sure why anybody would want to pick him up. Yep. But 338 yards, three touchdowns, 30 points on Thanksgiving. Um, feels like he's there a lot at the, uh, the bottom of the barrel, but Hey, he was the free agent of the week this week. So, yep. uh, maybe someone will give him a shot. Yeah. It seemed like it was a, you know, as we all kind of predicted before the season, the, there's been no, no shortage of good quarterbacks for the most part. Uh, and then even the shitty ones have, have good, have a good time. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut sometimes, as they say. So, uh, we got week 14 games to catch. What do you, what do you, uh, just to set the, set the table Thursday night is Cowboys versus bears. Sunday night, Seahawks versus Rams. And Monday night is giants versus Eagles, unfortunately. So, uh, I'm looking of course at the chiefs at, at Patriots on late Sunday, huge matchup in Gillette with quite a bit on the line, including a chance for a statement win by either team. Really chiefs coming off a beat down of the Raiders and the Pats are coming off of the loss to the Texans home game. So hopefully they can get something going, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, if they do drop this one, that 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 puts puts them squarely in the uh, in the playoff hunt and not at the top of the playoff hunt. So that's a that's a little bit of a concern. But you know we're gonna have to see that one. But it'll be an exciting game. Last time they played, it was, it was a hell of a. Actually, the last two times they played was was pretty wild. So we'll see if they can re- recreate some of that magic. Yeah, I I hope that's a good one. Hopefully the the Patriots offense can keep up because I think the uh, the Chiefs are gonna come out firing. Um, but I'm also looking forward to that Sunday night game, Seahawks versus Rams. Love watching the Seahawks play. Russell Wilson's nasty, and they got good group of receivers out there and a great running back. Um, so they're fun to watch as well. Yeah, the uh, another one I'm, I'm looking into is the uh, Niners versus Saints, two 10-2 playoff teams battling it indoors at, in uh, whatever the Saints uh, – what is it, Mercedes? No, nah, who cares what it's called. Uh, anyway, where they, where they are, uh, the old guard with Breeze versus the new hotness and Jimmy G. Uh, it could be a high-scoring arena affair with uh, some pretty big implications, especially for the Niners, who are neck and neck with the Seahawks, like you, uh, like we just talked about. Uh, they're both ten and two going down the stretch. I don't recall who has the has the tiebreaker, but that's going to be a going to be a wild one to keep going. And uh, one of those teams is going to be playing likely in a wild card game, and the other one's going to be home. So uh, definitely something that we want to watch, and probably a probably a fun one to watch. Yeah, Ravens versus Bills. Uh, Buffalo's chance to make a big statement, and if the Patriots lose to the Chiefs. 
while the Bills beat the Ravens, and those are some pretty big ifs, but that puts the Bills and the Pats tied at the top of the AFC East, which is pretty crazy to, to think about and adds much more weight to their Week 16 matchup at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, so for sure. And then the uh, the last one I was uh, I had noted was uh, Giants versus Eagles Monday night. Normally this would be a garbage game, but Eli Manning is back probably. Uh, and so, oh god, this, the NFC NFC sucks so badly that the as uh, as mentioned the Redskins are are not statistically out of the playoffs. The Redskins, mind you, and keeping a keeping an ear ear out for booze because it's going to be in Philly. And if Eli is beating the Eagles at pretty much any point in the game, you know they're going to just rain down booze on the on their team. So I am here for that. And I'm excited for it. Will I watch it? I don't know. I might watch a little bit of it and probably fall asleep about at about halftime, as is my custom. But that's pretty fun. And maybe, uh, you know, Eli gets a little farewell tour, possibly, with uh, Danny Dimes uh, apparently injured. So, yeah, that's our uh, that's, those are our games to look forward to on Week 14. Uh, the Fantasy Week 14 playoff round one, we only have two games. So uh, I figured I'll talk about your matchup. You can talk about the other matchup. And, uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Uh, so I've got uh, Brian versus Almonte. Uh, after tanking for the last two weeks, Almonte seems uh, like he knows what's going on for this matchup. So we'll see if that strategy will work out. I mean, against me, it made sense that I mean, I, we talked about this in our in our interview with him. Um, it made sense. He, you know, he had all those guys on a bye week, so he just kind of lost the week on purpose. Last week, sitting the the kicker and not really putting his his big number guys in there to to kind of fudge with the uh, the playoff seating. So we'll see we'll see if it works for him. I like that. I like that he was looking at matchups and everything else. Said uh, it's. Uh... I, I, I'm surprised that he was trying to play Ryan. I could I could see trying to play Ben. That makes sense because he's 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 been uh, up up and down for the most part. But Brian's been pretty solid. But you know it could go either way. And uh, you guys are both champions, so uh, you know you got a lot of championship medal going there. And so I've got Ian versus Eric, uh, which shit is very very close right now. Uh, at the time of uh, having a look at it, the projections were less than a quarter of a point difference which is pretty awesome to have in a playoff game. So if it goes down to the wire, only you have uh, have a Monday night player in play in Zach Ertz. So it could possibly end up going to, coming down to how he does against the Giants, and uh, that might make the Giants versus Eagle a little bit more watchable. But pretty exciting stuff. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that matchup for sure. Yeah, Ian's had a really good team for the, the last few weeks. I mean, all season he's had a great team, but he's been putting up some monster points the last yeah. few weeks. But uh, I'm coming for that ass, as Steven said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got a. You, do you have a? Do you have a hot take for uh, for this week? Oh God, here it comes! Oh, hot, 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 hot. Um, I don't have any hot takes, but um. What's your prediction for who's gonna who's gonna uh, uh win this week? Then how about that? I'm gonna say Brian. Brian's gonna win, unfortunately, over Steve Almonte because Brian's been hot, and um, I'm gonna say it. I'm I'm guaranteeing a win for me. A guaranteed win from Eric. The, your previous uh, hot take guarantees have been almost exclusively Steve De Silva, so your uh, your record is terrible. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Very exciting. Uh, <laughs> I will say our our hot take tracker is uh, mostly red, almost all red. Uh, but we'll we'll keep an eye on it. I, I oh the update for. Uh, Last week's hot take that we can already already mark down as red. Steve said he's coming for Chris's ass in week 13, and he did not come for that <laughs> ass hard enough. Uh, and then Almonte also said in our group group uh, text there that the Pats will beat the Texans and Chiefs and then move into the third seed. Oh, I'm sorry, beat the Texans and Chiefs move into the third seed. Uh, that did not happen. So that's a that's a that's a zero for one for Almonte. Although he has another one, he says they, that the Ravens will lose in the first round in a shootout to the Chiefs. So that is to, to, remains to be seen. 
But oh, a new segment for us. Uh, I'm losing out the uh, the T Boner Award for for uh, because it's already decided, and we don't need to keep talking about that. Uh, and our 2019 regular season awards. <laughs> So I uh, I didn't look that far into this, so that, so it's just kind of a couple of them. But uh, comeback player of the year award, of course, goes to Miles, going from zero and zero yeah. and thirteen to ten and three, the number one player in the league to end out the regular season. Congratulations to Miles, really well done. And uh, yeah, so that one's that. There's that one. Uh, you want to go with the? You want to give give out the best win? Yeah, best win is a. Uh... Steve beating Ben in week 12. Yeah. I mean, that was Steve, you know, Steve was Owen, Owen 12 at the time. Um, or is it my 20, 240 point shellacking over Ian's squad? Uh, I think it was like week six or seven. I think I um, call that the worst loss. And that would be Ian losing to you by 145 points. So I think, yeah. th- I think that, I think that makes sense. Uh, I'm sure there are worse losses. I only did a, did a cursory glance overall, but it's kind of annoying to go through all the weeks on the app. So I just kind of went for what I remembered and that was the 240 point beat down. So, uh, best win, the best win, I think, I think should probably go to Steve De Silva for beating Ben. Cause he finally did it. It's the most notable win yeah. of all of it. And, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And then the worst loss being, uh, yeah, that's the biggest deficit that we had. So, uh, our biggest missed opportunity in my mind, at least that I could remember was Chris dropping Drew Brees really early on, uh, and thinking that he wouldn't need them. And guess who, who Brian, who Brian De Silva's quarterback is right now in the playoffs. Yep. You guessed it. It's Drew Brees. So yeah. Fucking Chris. God damn. <laughs> you know who else, uh, who else Brian has? He has Marlon Mack on his, on his bench. Because again, Chris, Chris dropped, dropped it. Him. As we all recall, Chris's team name, Return of the Mac. He dropped him, and now he, now re- Mac has returned on a playoff contender. So, uh, just keep. I guess in the future we should just watch to see what what players Chris drops and 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 have an idea for that. So yeah, I should just put like push notifications when when Chris makes roster changes <laughs> because I'm probably just gonna want to pick up whoever he drops. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then uh, the next one is uh, our best buy in the draft. I got a couple of them. You can choose which one's the, the one is the best buy, which I think is kind of obvious. But one of them is uh, Christian McCaffrey, who uh, Brian picked up for $57, which is pretty steep, but he's been incredible throughout the season. Uh, and then the other one, which I think is probably the clear winner, is me drafting Lamar Jackson for $1. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Lamar Jackson for a dollar is awesome. When when you look at like what I think Josh paid for Mahomes, it was like thirty seven bucks or something yeah. like that. So uh, yeah, I'd say Lamar for a dollar is awesome, but McCaffrey at fifty seven bucks for what he's done this season and carried uh, Brian's team through a lot through a lot of uh, tough weeks. Uh, I don't know, even at fifty seven bucks, I still think that's a pretty good price. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, but but Lamar for a dollar, it's got to be yeah. it's got to be a slight slight edge over McCaffrey. Yeah, and then uh, and then on the on the opposite end, worst buy in the draft. We have got a few of them. Uh, we got David Johnson for fifty dollars for Steve Almonte, uh, that has not panned out well. We got Baker Mayfield for twenty nine dollars from Steve De Silva. Uh, we have the highest pay uh, highest money paid towards one player, which was to Saquon Barkley for $81 from yours truly. And then we have, of course, uh, honorable mention at least, uh, Andrew Luck from Chris, but we all know it was a gag pick, so it doesn't really count in this. But what do you think of those three there? Uh, which one's the, the worst buy in the draft? Um, I, I think um, 
although it wasn't the most money, Baker Mayfield. Mm. I think his stock was really high going into the season. Steve thought he was going to make a serious run picking up Baker and OBJ, but we all know how that turned out for him. Um, and, I mean, there is definitely some disappointment disappointment in dropping $81 on Saquon. But then again, you got Lamar for a dollar. So I think that uh, yeah, they kind of even takes out. A, takes yeah. a little bit of that away. That makes Steve Steve Silva. I think uh, he paid about fifty bucks for uh, OBJ. So that means he paid eighty nine of his two hundred dollar two hundred dollars on Browns players. And uh, we, you know, we, all of our guts said that wasn't a good idea. But you know, our brains and hearts were probably thinking otherwise. But uh, we should have gone with our guts. Well, he should have gone with his gut, uh, or at least just gotten one of them and not both. Because I feel like you're really doubling down. But as we've been over that quite a bit. but And then our final category that I can think of, unless you guys want to come up with any other ones and let me know, we can add it to the to the overall list, is the team savior of the year. This is a player or players who uh, really saved uh, a, a player's ass uh, throughout the year. And I was looking back at, at, at the uh, rankings and whatnot, and I feel like I mentioned Miles' chubby many, many times because he would come through usually at night on a night game or Monday night or whatever because the Browns were, were on Monday night for so long and in, in prime time for so long. And then also he had the Patriots defense, which I think carried his team pretty much throughout the year uh, up until recently. And uh, yeah, so I think those are the team savers. Do you have any other any other ideas for team saviors or any any uh, any players that kind of saved a guy's season? Nah, I mean, I think definitely the patch defense for uh... – for Miles squad, the first few weeks is getting 37 points, 24 points, 30 points. Uh, that, that really carried him. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think you hit it spot on with those two. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so there's our, there's our, our awards. Uh, great regular season, real, uh, real, uh, a lot of parody, really, really good. I, we did figure out the, the playoffs uh, a few weeks ago, but I feel like it was real tight throughout. And, uh, you know, when you, when you're, when you're second, least, second worst score, you know, record at the end of the year is four and nine. It feels like something good good has happened, and uh, and I think that we all again, as always, have to thank Steve De Silva for losing so many times because he really gave a lot of people wins that kind of kept things tight uh, throughout the year, and everybody played every player that they had, and it seemed like everybody sat down. There weren't any big mistakes. I mean, uh, you know, unintentional mistakes, sure, but there weren't any like oh, I forgot to set my lineups, which is always uh, it's a that's a nice a nice uh, nice addition when it when you when it's a way to get, way to do it for uh, for fantasy. So uh, congratulations to everybody, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we even had some guys on vacation. You know, we had Benny in Hawaii. We had you in Bermuda, Bermuda yeah. Aruba. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian just traveling the world in his sex parties. So yeah, and yeah, everybody, everybody set their lineups, and yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. Even yeah. even Steve, even Steve being zero and twelve, still trying. You know, making transactions, not just packing it in. Um, yeah, we appreciate that for sure. Yeah, and it was the same. I mean, it was the same last year too. Miles was zero and thirteen, so combined they were one and twenty-five, and they both played yeah. the entire year, which you would think that they wouldn't, depending judging by their 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 records. But you know, it's good to good to keep it up, and uh, we we appreciate uh, appreciate that. A lot of times people can get all pissy and you know that and and just stop playing, and we don't do that, not in this league. So uh, moving on to our our pickup corner. This time, it was me. I won my first of the year. Very exciting. Uh, and the update overall with uh, with everybody, we got Eric, Miles, Steve DeSilva, and Steve Almonte. You all have two wins so far. And then Brian, Ben, Chris, Ian, and myself have won. And Josh has yet to win, but we, we're rooting for him. Uh, and uh, we have, let's see, what's uh, we're going into the 14th week. But Just to carry the one, four, five, six, seven, that's four, four weeks of the regular season. Then you add another few more. I think we have like seven weeks left or so. So we all got a shot to, to pad our pad our numbers and, uh, and our winnings. So best of luck to everybody out there. And, uh, yeah, uh, a, a quick note about uh, non-football stuff. I uh, 
I went through a bunch of bullshit at my house this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, I have a hole in my, ce- in my in the ceiling of my kitchen, and it was not uh, not meant to be there. Generally, uh, just a long story short, uh, there was a, a clog in the bathtub, and then there was uh, a loose pipe underneath the sink. And when I went to go try to figure out the clog, I used a plunger and really, uh, you know, was pretty vigor- vigorous with it to try to try to get that thing loose, whatever it was that was holding it in there. And uh, in doing so, the the loose pipe became more loose, and then the sink was leaking through the ceiling. And so we are we're you know uh, we're in pretty deep at this point. I've got the got a lot of insurance stuff to figure out, and going to be going home to a mitigation, which is uh, drying out everything and. We'll see what the insurance pays out and whatever else, but it's uh, it's not not the ideal place you want to be. But here I am. So uh, yeah, yeah I, I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I've had a, a similar situation where I've had to use the plunger on the tub or on the sink to try to to free up you know what's in there. And I have an old house as well, so I've been you know kind of uh, hesitant to do that because you don't want to you know rattle all those pipes around mm. and shit. Um, and then I found a solution that works pretty well that I've used a handful of times since. In, uh, in lieu of doing the plunger and, and worrying about bursting pipes, you put um, Dawn dish soap, so like that blue dish soap, put like a cup of it straight down the drain hmm. and then follow that with like three or four uh, gallons of like boiling hot water. Oh. And it, it uh, I read it on like thisoldhouse.com or some shit like that, and it flushes it right out and it, it keeps it, you know, keeps it pretty clean without having to do Drano or chemicals that are really bad for yeah. for uh, for pipes, especially in old houses. Um yeah, Dawn dish soap and boiling hot water seems to do the trick really well. Yeah, as long as it's uh, uh, as long as it's clogged by something that can be dissolved like that and not clogged by absolutely. And, and drum roll, please, for what it was clogged by. <clears throat> it was a child's uh, face cloth. What the fuck? Yeah, it was like a like a like a five inch by five inch uh, face cloth. I don't know how it went ended up down there. But regardless, it was pulled out, and I was uh, we, none of us were pleased. But we, we're not blaming anybody. We, you know, we just so anyway. Just the the, the takeaway for everybody is to uh, make sure you have a really uh, strong hair catching thing in your drain, and always have just always do that, and just be a, be be you know just figure. Uh, it's just I can't even. I'm not giving any advice. This 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 just sucks. Is what it does. But anyway, <laughs> I gotta get back get back to get back home so I can deal with the mitigation uh, phase before I have to pay another person to fix my goddamn ceiling. So it's uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sentimental gifts and not expensive ones for Christmas this year. But, <laughs> but anyway, no, it's it's fine. We have, we were we were prepared for expenses and whatnot. We have insurance, so you know. It could be a lot worse, but anyway, enough about all that. Uh, we can wrap this motherfucker up, unless you have something else uh, you want to add before we uh, we head out. No, man, I'm good to go. All right, well, enjoy the football tonight. It's going to be uh, Cowboys versus Bears tonight, and then uh, a big week of football, weekend of football, lots of lots of big games as we mentioned. Uh, so uh, stay warm, stay dry, uh, enjoy the weekend, and uh, best of luck to Lifespan and to IGT. And, uh, yeah, keep it sleazy. And don't give out your social security number. All right, guys. Thanks. See you. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.